0: To a pick and roll to Thompson with a lay counted and a foul. 20 and old pick and roll, and it works for two. And Anna Carico across the timeline. And a head full of steam to the rack with a right hand layup, and it's good. On a fourth down and three. Out of the pistol. He's gonna throw it. Drops back. Back to the end zone. Got! Touchdown! Eastern Michigan. Lace up your shoes. It's crossover season as we're fully in the midst of. The winter season starting to wind down and the spring sports season getting underway. I'm Greg Stanner. I'm Kyler Ludlow. Happy to have you along on this week's edition of the Eastern Insider as we get you set for a busy week around EMU Athletics that will see champions be crowned and others that still strive for a championship uh, be further in the midst of their season. Men's basketball back at home twice this week after a one and one week that last week saw them. Go to Athens, Ohio, get a nice road win over a struggling Bobcat crew, but then it was the Kent State Golden Flashes avenging their earlier loss here at the Convocation Center on Saturday as Toledo, which right now leads the West Division, will come to town along with in-state rival Western Michigan.
1: Yeah, it's a chance for Eastern to kind of bounce back, having only won at Ohio six times in program history. That was a great win on Tuesday. Uh, Then falling on Saturday night was a a tough loss, but uh, Kent State's been playing just about as well as anybody in the conference right now, so uh, it's not exactly a huge uh, red flag when you drop a game to a good team at their place on a a Saturday night. The first Saturday night game in a long time, too. So the team with a golden opportunity right in front of them, two of the three teams that are directly in front of them in the West, Toledo and Central, are all here in the next two weeks, and Western, who's in last place is here on Saturday. So a real chance to move up in the West standings and put themselves in a good spot going forward.
0: I got a chance to catch up with coach Murphy earlier today and get his thoughts on the week. That is Eastern has had success over the, the Rockets the last few seasons it was the midnight blue and gold that bounced EMU from the postseason in quick and loans arena a year ago. But don't forget what Paul Jackson has been able to do against Toledo last year, uh, a really good showing for him. Nothing like averaging Uh, 20 and (laughs) 6 against your rival
1: yeah absolutely and he had his first double double here last year against Toledo when he scored I believe it was 18 points but had 10 assists so he's played very well against them and uh, though he didn't have as many assists at Toledo he only had the game-winning basket as time expired basically uh, to clinch a spot in the first round or pardon me past the first round of the Mac tournament and on to Cleveland on that last second drive that was you know a memory I will keep for a long time because it was such a big play uh, to win and now a chance to welcome Toledo into the convo
0: it'll be glow night on Tuesday as well glow night 2.0 so come out and bring your glow sticks and anything else that might glow in the dark to come out on Tuesday night for the seven o'clock start and the EMU women's basketball back at home on Wednesday they'll take on an Akron club they've already beaten once this year before heading to Kalamazoo on Saturday Uh, a nip and tuck game that we got to witness here Kyler that Eastern was able to escape with a win but it took some closing moments for Eastern to to get that win over the Cardinals
1: yeah absolutely and it was an exciting game came down to the very very end and You have another chance to see the team on Wednesday night. The three-game homestring comes to an end, but it it should be a great night here because, as we said, it's an Akron team we've already seen once, already beaten once, and you know that they're going to give the best shot that they've got because they want to avenge that loss. And you know Eastern trying to move their way up the standings
0: as well is going to be hunting for that win. Spring break also gets things moving, which means a lot of teams moving out of town, some moving back into town. The track championships get underway this weekend. Uh, Men's and women's will be on the road on Friday and Saturday as they try to punch themselves another crown and add to Eastern Michigan's dominance in the Mid-American Conference.
1: Yeah, they get to head to Kent for the championships, so uh, opportunity. And we actually get to hear from one of those tracksters today um, in Peanuts Gallery. So it's kind of fun to... Um, Here that side, as it always is with Peanuts Gallery, but uh, they've got that opportunity to head to the championships and uh, bring
0: home a title. And then we also have baseball. They'll be on the road. They are in San Antonio, Texas. They're going to take on Notre Dame and Incarnate Word as they are coming off their first tie in a very long time. They had to escape town due to travel plans, did NJIT, so... The Sunday finale ends up a 9-9 draw. They're back at it this week with four more before they'll remain deep in the heart of Texas for more games next week over break. Meanwhile, it's women's golf heading out to uh, Arizona to take on their annual trip at Rio Verde as they will try to return to championship form just two years ago. Eastern Michigan, a winner of that event, so they'll be out there. And then we also have gymnastics. They're on the road at George Washington to take on a triangular with Towson as well as G-Dub in that matchup. And then before we know it, it'll be time for some spring football, which is why we'll have one of the newest members of the BMU coaching staff, and that is the new wide receiver coach, Darren Page. A good story. He's a kid that started his career at Miami, transfers to the University of Finley, and then starts a social work career after his days in the arena football league.
1: Yeah, that's a really fun interview. And to hear uh, kind of the why we've done a video series of why do you coach uh, and coach page wasn't around for that yet when we did it with the football coaches, but uh, to kind of hear how he got into
0: it and why uh, behind why he coaches is really a really cool story. And then we also can't get out of here with reminding you about two special dates coming up this weekend. Come out for Saturday's 2 p.m. game at the Convocation Center on the basketball side of things and stick around. There'll be a movie night after the co- the game as well as your opportunity. I know Keegan's walking now. <laughs> But he's just a little too shy and too old now for the baby race. <laughs> uh, we've had babies and turtles and everything else under the sun, but bring your own kids out now and let them race.
1: Yeah, it should be great. It's uh, for a two hundred and fifty dollars gift card to Meyer, so very helpful. Uh, it would be great if my one year old was still eligible, but uh, he started moving around a little too much upright, so he's he's out of it. But he will uh, he'll still be here to watch. And uh, you bring your bring your baby out. The only qualification is they can't walk yet and so uh they've got a chance if that's it uh to win 250 dollars gift card to meyer so uh, it should be great i'm a little
0: jealous that he started walking so soon but hey you take what you get i guess that is what it is 250 on the line and so much more to get to stay with us we're gonna have the rest of the eastern insider podcast right after this quick message from our sponsors Eagles return home for a pair of games this week, taking on the Rockets and the Broncos. Joined alongside head coach Rob Murphy as we look first back at the week that was. You go on the road to Ohio, able to pick up a victory there, a place that EMU has not had longstanding success, but you're able to go in and overcome an early hole to get that victory.
2: Well, we had great preparation going into that game, Greg. Our guys were dialed in for about 32 minutes. As you mentioned, we got off to a bad start. Uh, But I thought collectively, we gathered ourselves. We were able to score the ball. Our defense picked up. And for the rest of the game, we played uh, exceptionally well. So I was pleased with that trip. Uh, And then going into Kent State, obviously, that's a tough place to play. Our goal was to win the week. uh, But to split the week is not bad. Uh, We still have some momentum as we get ready to close the season. Uh, So very fortunate to be in the position we're in.
0: A twofold question following up on, on that Kent State game. One, it's a second leg of a doubleheader, so you have to wait around. How much does that throw you out of your preparation to know, okay, we're supposed to start at 7. It's pushing 7.45, 7.50 before you actually get going.
2: Yeah, it's no exact science. Uh, you know, both teams had to deal with the situation. Obviously, I don't make many excuses, uh, but it's always tough because uh, we would have left the hotel a little bit later and not sat around the locker room an extra 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, but with that being said, we got off to a really good start. Uh, I thought we started to uh, make some selfish plays midway through the first half, didn't share the ball. Uh gave Kent some energy as they had some leak outs by us taking bad shots and they were able to tie the game and take the lead. And then they had all the momentum going in the second half. We didn't make shots, uh we didn't play great defense. Uh and you have to credit the whole home team. They did a great job of protecting their home floor. So with that being said, uh we came back Sunday, uh, watched film, make sure we made our corrections as we get prepared to take on a really good Toledo team tomorrow.
0: This week you mentioned uh Toledo team that you haven't faced kind of an oddity that they're the last team. On your schedule that you are still waiting to play and off to a really good year are the Rockets but they last lost on their home floor to Buffalo what are you able to take away from from watching a game like that where it's it's Buffalo was just able to do what they wanted in that second half after Toledo had an early lead
2: well uh, Toledo uh, got off to a great start I thought they made some mistakes in the second half uh, where they could have you know, kept control of the game. But they're a high-powered offensive team. They shoot the three-point shot well. Uh, They're well-balanced. They have a great backcourt. They have really good wings, and they have bigs inside. Uh, So we have our work cut out. Um, Obviously we want to keep the ball out of the interior. Uh, Once they get it into the high post, that's when they have their most success. Uh, You have to identify shooters. They have a team full of shooters. Uh, They can really shoot the basketball. They're playing better defense. And any team with 20 wins uh, in the month of January is a really good basketball team, so we definitely have our work cut out for us.
0: You mentioned shooters, that they do. Nate Navogado in eight career games against Eastern Michigan, 22 three-pointers, including eight a year ago in the glass city what are you able to do to try to take him out of rhythm because he's had games where he's had just one make but then he also has those other games that he's gone off for he was eight for 12 last year at savage
2: yeah well for us uh, it's paying attention to detail being in tune to the game for 40 minutes you have to know where he is uh, and along with their other players, too. These guys are really, really good from the outside. They execute well. Uh, they have a great game plan. But it comes down to us when we're super active with a lot of energy on defense, uh, moving our feet, getting hands in the passing lane, getting deflections, which lead to steals, which lead to uh, early transition buckets. That's when we're playing our best. So we'll, uh, we'll be in tune. Uh, we're preparing. Uh, we watch film. So we're in great shape uh, with the game plan. Now we just have to go out and execute it. Paul
0: Jackson struggled a bit at Kent State, but against Toledo is averaging 20 points and six assists a game. What are you able to do, or what is he able to do against Toledo's defense?
2: Well, as uh, Paul goes, we go. I mean, he's our floor leader. We're asking him to do a lot. He handles the ball for 40 minutes. He has to be a leader on the floor, obviously, uh, night in and night out. We're asking him to play great defense. We're asking him to score. We're asking him to create offense for others. So he has a difficult job, uh, not knowing those numbers you just mentioned uh gives me a fresh uh, a breath of fresh air knowing he's averaging 20 and 6 against this team so that's a great thing to know and if he can continue that theme of attacking uh making sure he's making the right play Turning down good shots or great shots, uh, and more importantly, ra- uh, rallying the troops on defense and making sure everybody's bringing a high level of energy on that end uh, will be in great shape.
0: Final moments here with head coach Rob Murphy. Right now his team would be the eighth seed if the tournament ends. Toledo would be the number four seed, but you get Western Michigan, a team right now that's at the bottom Of the league on Saturday I know it's hard to to jump ahead a little bit but playing the the Broncos for a second time around you had an easy game in Kalamazoo the first go-around in terms of the score but it's never easy to beat a team twice
2: no you know this is the uh, Mac high-level coaches high-level players a lot of parity in this league Uh, everybody's gonna continue to fight uh, to the finish Uh, I think having three home games now uh, gives us a chance to uh, gain uh, some some, some leverage on the league uh, and put ourselves in position to maybe get back to the five or six seed, hopefully. And if somebody continues to beat up on others for us, Uh, then we can even end up in the top four. So, uh, as of right now, uh, you know, obviously Western is a rivalry game coming up on Saturday, not to look ahead. Uh, It's always tough competing against those guys in Central because we're playing for the Michigan Mac Trophy, uh, which is something that's important that we like to to win every year. And and last year we were able to win that, and we have a chance to win it again uh, with those two opponents coming up after Toledo. Uh, But with that being said, our focus is on Toledo. We want to play well and protect our home floor, uh, win this basketball game. Hopefully it'll give us some momentum into Saturday where we can win that game and then protect our home floor again on Tuesday. And you'll look up at the standings and we'll be further ahead. Uh, But you have to do that by continuing to have a a high level of focus uh, and commitment uh, each and every game, uh, each and every practice, each and every possession. And I think, you know, obviously we didn't play well at Kent, but we understand the situation we're in. Uh, These seniors uh, seem to be motivated to finish strong. Uh, So I'm looking forward to how we react against toledo which is a really good basketball team and you know i put it on our seniors you mentioned paul jackson but elijah minnie and james thompson obviously have to step up and play well in order for us to be successful against a really good basketball team
0: coach appreciate your time as always as the eagles look to continue their streak of success against the rockets having won two out of the last three all right
2: thanks for having me greg i appreciate the time With the
0: Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your health care coverage anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now from the Apple Store or Google Play. Newest Eagle into the flock, and it's a new wide receivers coach for Eastern Michigan. That's Darren Page. Welcome to the Eastern Michigan family. You join us to take over wide receivers. I'm sure it's quite a bit of a blur right now, but how's it been?
3: It's been awesome. Um, It's been neat learning about the program and the culture and the than the things that have went on here, it's, uh, it's a very special place. Some special things that are going on here, so I'm I'm excited to be a part of it.
0: When you heard Eastern Michigan and Coach Creighton comes a calling, what kind of interests you first about the job, and and then you actually get here and you you're seeing a building going across the way, you're seeing a team that's coming off two bowl games in the last three years, and then you got a Coach Creighton that's just
3: always just a barrel <laughs> of energy. It's funny you say it that way. I was uh, I was kind of apprehensive. Um, growing up in Toledo, Ohio, uh, remembering what Eastern Michigan used to be, and so I, I kind of was, you know, wanted to see it to believe it a little bit. And you know, I had watched actually watched the bowl game on TV, so that was that was pretty neat to to see those guys and the success they had. And it you know, sucked away way it ends ended for them. But um, talking to Coach Creighton and then him kind of talk going into the story in detail of, of how things came to be. Here at Eastern Michigan, it was uh, it fired me up. I was excited about the culture. I was excited about the the way we treat our players. I was really excited about the uh, the vision moving forward. And I thought it was something I could easily get behind and could help and hopefully push through the top. So I, I was it was it was an easy decision once once I saw it, once I got boots on the ground and saw the stat, met the staff, and got a chance to see what was going on here. It's a, it's an exciting place to be.
0: At your most recent stop, you were at Stony Brook. Help take them. To a playoff uh, appearance and and one year in really getting their offensive going from the outside what do you see your coaching philosophy and how, how do you kind of envision getting the players that you've worked with involved
3: being at Stony Brook was a was an awesome place to be I learned a ton of football coach Priori was uh, I mean phenomenal working with Carmen Felix and the offensive coordinator there and, and having a chance to just learn football from a different perspective being able to take some of the things that I learned from there and bring them here. Um, a lot of it is just going to be what what's already been taught in the culture as far as a, a blue collar work ethic, a uh, different perspective, we're going to be tough, we're going to be able to, we're going to do some of the dirty work, we're going to be involved in the special teams. We're going to finish plays and and then we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. So I, I just kind of just think the perspective of changing the way people look at the wide receiver position. It's not a bunch of prima donna guys, but we're gonna be a little bit more blue collar, a little bit more hard hat, roll our sleeves up and, and um you're gonna to have to come down and play at on our level and we're gonna this is gonna be some tough guys. So that's that's kinda of my thought process and what I hope my personality and my coaching philosophy can bring to the table from what we do from an offensive standpoint.
0: You're a guy that had an interesting road. You start off at Miami of Ohio, you go to the University of Finley where you lead the Oilers in, in receiving for three straight years. and. Then find yourself in the Arena Football League and uh, it, it just not the normal route for people wanting to, to go, but you've persevered and, and really excelled at everywhere you've been in that category. What are you able to show your players for, Hard oh, work pays off?
3: I mean, that's exactly the, the thought process behind it is that if you're willing to just put your mind to it, you can get it done. You know, coming from a small high school, going to Miami of Ohio, I heard a lot of you can't. It won't happen. You can't do this. You shouldn't be able to do that. And being able to prove a lot of people wrong has put a chip on my shoulder a little bit. And it's allowed me to accomplish some things and prove people wrong and get them a chance to see that, you know, if you're willing to put the work in, you can get it done. Um, being a transfer was tough. Uh, Left a a place that I really loved and enjoyed and had a great experience there and being able to talk to guys about that experience I think it helps me build relationships with guys because they they know that I've kind of everything hasn't been all peaches and cream for me I've been able to work through some adversity and it's made me a better better person a better coach better son husband father and those things um so I, th- I think the the adversity is is a is a positive I look at it as a positive and something that I can pass on to my players and I think that when I pass it on to them that helps give them a little bit of edge in between the lines and in the classroom as well it gives them a chance to really fight
0: in football much like real life everybody has has great moments and down moments and you you kind of have to to work on those in between moments and you look at your past background, having spent some so- time in the social work world, not something you also very often hear a coach do, but I know it was something that you wanted to make an impact on, on people, and I think that says a lot for for your character. I, want to, I, I just can't imagine being in the social work world <laughs> and then just one day saying, okay, I want to go be a coach again.
3: <laughs> well, it was um... – yeah, I had a, one of my best friends, Mike Smith, you know, we played together at Miami, and he told me in my freshman year, he's like, you're going to be a heck of a coach one day. And I'm like, I'm 18 years old. I'm thinking like, yeah, right. And who wants a coach? I'm going to play in the NFL for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to help young men in this in this age group. So I was going to start my own social service agency. I had it all figured out. And then, you know, as you, as you work through life and things happen, it doesn't always work out the way that you kind of envision it. And uh, when I got done playing arena football, I was working for Youth and Family Services in, in Orlando, Florida, and working for uh, AMI Kids, uh, which is an alternative school down there. And it was, um, I enjoyed what I was doing. I was making an impact on kids, which I wanted to always do. And I wanted to go and go to school and get my, uh, my master's degree. So when I, I was talking to, like I said, one of my best mm-hmm. friends about it, you know, he, he was coaching college football at the time. And he presented me with the challenge of, hey, you know, you can come to school and be a graduate assistant, get the opportunity to have your school paid for. And I didn't want to be a coach. I'm like, I didn't think that that was for me. He had always told me and continually told me that I was going to be a heck of a coach. And so um, he challenged me with giving it a shot. And when I did, I realized that the same skills that I wanted to use in the social work environment, I was able to use in the coaching environment. And I had a a commonality with the players that I was coaching and that the fact that I played, played at a high level I was able to fight through some of the same situations and adversities that they went through. So it made it it made it easy for me to connect with guys and I was able to get the most out of them on the football field as well as off the field. So it, it was kind of a match made in heaven. And, you know, I want to be the best at everything I do. So that was, so once I got into it and realized that, I just, you know, pushed and worked my tail off and, now I'm here so <laughs>
0: here with DMU wide receivers coach Darren Page and you look at uh, a wide receiver crew that you're taking over this year has a lot of pieces that return you look at it you just lose basically 60 receptions from the 201 a year ago and how do you start developing that re- those relationships with your now wide receiving crew and, and figuring out how you best fit with Coach Keen and everything else that, that
3: goes along as you head into spring ball well, it's definitely a process, and I um, started that process from day one, building relationships with guys, getting to know them, allowing them to understand my expectations and, and how we're going to get there. We, we know what the end goal is. We know what our vision is and what we're trying to be. It's, it's BGIA, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> if they want to tell you, they can tell you. But um, we So there's a process with that, learning what it is that our expectation is in the offense from Coach Keene and then allowing me to apply it to, to the way that I teach, and um, making it as, as competitive as I possibly can. I, I think competition breeds ex- excellence, and to have the opportunity to allow guys to compete amongst each other in the group, I think only is gonna make us better as an entire group, and giving guys an opportunity. Sometimes that's all you need is an opportunity to show that you can play and help the team, so I'm, I'm excited to see these guys compete. We had a workout on Tuesday, and that was that was fun to watch them fly around a little bit, And I'm gonna create some, some adversity and some and I'm gonna create some competition within our group to just allow guys to to fight a little bit and, and get a chance to see if let their competitive juices really really run and, and see who wants to win and who wants to, to take this thing to the next level. So I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited about working with this group of guys and what they have to offer and the talent that they do have and the different pieces that we do have. It's a, it's a great group.
0: Should be fun. Spring practice less than a month away. Just be here before you know it. And it adds up, but certainly welcome to the Eastern Michigan family and look forward to, to great things and more chats with you as we move on.
3: Awesome, man. I appreciate the time. Thank you.
0: There he is staring page as we roll on here on the Eastern insider podcast. After this, do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to Candy Cane Wireless, your local Boost Mobile dealer, and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Cane Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor.
4: Hey, guys, this is Nicole Remedios, and this is another segment of Peanuts Gallery. Today I'm joined with... Cameron Hart. Uh, What team are you on?
5: I'm on the track and field team. Men's? Yes,
4: the track and field team. (laughs) Uh, What
5: event do you do? I do the long jump and the high jump.
4: Oh, wow, so you're a jumper. Mm -hmm. Have you always been a good jumper? Or Uh, how'd you come to find that jumping was your go-to? Well,
5: actually, yeah. I've always had, like, a natural jumping ability, I guess I would say. Um, I could, like, dunk a basketball when I was in, like, seventh grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. So, and then I actually, funny story, I actually started track in order to get faster for basketball. Mm -hmm. But then I just quit basketball altogether and
4: didn't like it as much as track
5: yeah track was more fun
4: how long did you play basketball
5: till oh man about wow.
4: S- making you think here
5: like <laughs> sixth grade to like 10th grade it was nothing crazy
4: oh wow and speaking of grades what class are you
5: i am a senior
4: so final run yeah. final yeah how do you feel about that
5: it's wild um, Yeah. People tell you it goes by fast, but it went by so, so fast. fast.
4: And you're so four fast. years now, like a fifth year or anything yeah, no. like that? Well, yeah, It's kind of bittersweet, like, are you it's ready so to move on, but it's kind of sad to, anymore. you're not ready to mm-hmm. face the real world. No. Not, not sure. at all. And what major are you in?
5: I am a journalism major.
4: Oh, wow. I've never actually met someone who was... Really? Yeah. What well, do you want to do with that?
5: I would like to be a sports broadcaster. Oh,
4: mm-hmm. so you'd be good at this. You could, yeah. You could, you could, we should get you on here. I was going to Get gonna you say some it. doing some games.
5: Oh, that's the um, that's the goal. I um, I'm gonna apply for the ESPN internship.
4: No way. Next
5: fall, yeah, so I can do football and basketball and volleyball games. Yeah.
4: That'd be awesome. Well, good for you. Well, awesome. Hopefully you get it.
5: <laughs> and it's paid, so. Yeah. Hopefully.
4: <laughs> so also, I've been. You've been to a couple of basketball games, right? I've seen. So you and your buddy are always dancing. Oh man. <laughs> I think you're known for that. Have you ever? dance or professionally
5: no (laughs) not professionally
4: but ever is that just a hobby of yours Eh. something like to do
5: yeah I'm just I'm always I'm always singing and dancing like around the apartment he's all uh, my buddy is also my roommate's name's Michael Peters he's also on the track team um I literally he said it's like living with a broken cassette player it's like (laughs) I'm always never stop never (laughs) stop I always I'm always singing I'm always dancing and you guys just catch it at the right moment.
4: Well, you're really good. We're Thank all you. jealous of your moves. <laughs> um, so, where are you from? Are you I, local or not really?
5: Not really. Um, I'm from Columbus, Ohio.
4: Okay, so just next state. Go Bucks! <laughs> oh, no. Are yeah. you... Yes, I am. And you came to Michigan? They gave me money. Is <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that your main interest in Eastern, like, or? No.
5: No? Oh, um, well, you
4: never know. Oh, <laughs> no.
5: I looked, at, I looked at college from four perspectives. It was um, the size, because I didn't want to go to a huge school like yeah. Ohio State, I did not want to go to a huge school. It's um, too overwhelming? Yeah, way too overwhelming.
4: Yeah, I agree.
5: Um, the cost this is a very cost-efficient school, and with this in-state tuition now, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it was the right decision for my family and I. Mm-hmm. Um, my major, like the program, so Eastern has a very, very good journalism program. Yeah. I'm also minoring in um, electronic media and film studies. Oh, so wow. So kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. And this program is really well. And also the track team.
4: Of course. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad that you're leaving soon, but yeah. it's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. I was told that you had your last um, competition in Bowen.
5: I did, yeah. How was that? Oh, man. It was... Um, it just really it just really made me reflect on my time here. Oh yeah, and for sure. For sure that it was it was definitely well spent. But I'm sad that, you know, I won't have another another meet in the green and white. Or the green and yellow, green I should say, <laughs> yes. um in Bowen Field House. But it's definitely it was definitely a good way to um end yeah. my career.
4: I see course. on your fingers too, you got some rings on. Yeah.
5: Just, Those just are a couple.
4: Huge. Yeah. Oh my gosh! What, ch- what are they both for?
5: So this one, the small one, is for the indoor championships last year. Yeah. And this one is for the outdoor championships last year. And we did what's called a, um the triple crown. Oh wow. So we won max in cross country, indoor track, and outdoor track. Yeah. So we're just like kind of like undisputed like champions.
4: That's it was awesome. Super cool. That's so cool. So leaving Ipsy soon. What are you gonna miss the most? Like, what do you like doing around in Ipsy?
5: I Outside love. of track. Outside of track. Yeah. I love going out to eat.
4: <laughs> Where do you like?
5: Oh my gosh.
4: Around here. Like
5: local stuff. Yeah. I love stuffed. I stuffed love is God so Burger. good. Oh my. Have you ever goodness. had the
4: California burrito from Stuffed? I have. It's, so it's amazing. It's so the good. The fact that they put French fries. I know. On I mean, when you tell people genius. that? They're like, oh, gross. But yeah, it's but so good. It's
5: genius. <laughs> and of course, Tower Inn. Like you can't yeah. come to Ipsy and not no. eat a tower. Of
4: course. Sidetracks, I know that's a I side Love sidetracks.
5: That um I had that macaroni burger. Oh, so it was so good. So good. We
4: gotta go eat. We, we do. <laughs> I'm actually really
5: happy. I know.
4: <laughs> um so being your kind of final year and final like lap of track sort of thing, is there anything you'd go back and do differently?
5: Hmm. <laughs> wow that's yeah. that's a tough one um
4: we get deep here on peanuts gallery get, this, is, this is deep
5: <laughs> honestly i would have lifted heavier oh. <laughs> freshman and sophomore year because the jump from where i am now yeah. to where i was back then is so like ridiculous and massive but
4: how how high can you jump
5: I, my personal best is seven feet, one and three quarters. You're joking. I'm not.
4: (laughs) That's a lie. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for joining me. Of course. And good luck the rest of your season. I'm Nicole Remedios, and this was Peanuts Gallery.
1: Thank you for listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. You can find the Eastern Insider on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, amueagles.com. Please leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. Until next
3: week, go Eagles.